What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 113. On this one, we talk about our Patreon, our new merch shop, and then I'm joined by a fellow podcaster and music maker by the name of CJ Jones. Um, I'm just going to make the title of this episode the name of his podcast, so that'll be easy for y'all if y'all want to search that. Uh, we talk about Branson, Missouri, because he lives nearby it. Uh, we talk about having a podcast, making music, making beats, uh, children hormones. We get in a little bit about politics and just, uh, you know, talk about a bunch of random shit. Oh, and we play one of his dope ass songs at the end. So anyway, uh, thanks for checking us out. A podcast with Mo. What up, I'm Mo. Uh, what I'm about to do is I'm going to call a new Twitter friend of mine. He is uh, like a rapper, rocker dude. Uh, his name is CJ Jones. He also has a podcast uh, called Inside My Mind with CJ Jones. I'm sure we'll get into all that. Uh, before I give him a call, I'm going to talk about our Patreon because I forgot it last week's Wednesday episode. So will not forget this time, fuckers. Uh Got to shout out my mom, Hurricane, Pow Wow, Jay, and Marshall, the Dharma Initiative Bear, uh, for being co-producers or the whole reason this thing's still going. Uh, For real, it is dope. Um, Also, new thing we mentioned on the last episode, we have a merch shop. We would love to sell some more merch. I don't know if I ever make money off of it or not. It hasn't been around that long for me to know. Uh, But you go to, uh, it is shop. Let me make sure of this. Give me a second. Yes, it is shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with Mo. That's all lowercase and together. So that's shop.spreadshirt.com slash a p o d c a s t w i t h m o. Now, do not put a www. I tried that and it takes you to a place that says it doesn't exist. So very important. Don't put those. And just tap it in like that. Uh, we have three designs up at the moment. Uh, we'll get more in the future um, if people, you know, want them. So we'll see. Um, all right. Well, let me give him a call. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Sound perfect. Sound perfect. Awesome. Uh, Trying so to figure out how Skype works, but <laughs> yeah, dude, Skype's the worst. Um, luckily, you'll be having so for everyone listening, uh, you'll probably sound better than most people that call in because you're recording locally, and all other people who call in should take note. Just throwing it out. Yeah, there. I t- I try to do that with any of these little remote podcasts I do because it just sounds so much better. Like I don't know what kind of input you have on your end for audio, but. I've attempted to go like direct in with phone calls and like it always sounds electronic, especially when it's set up next to an actual microphone. Right. Yeah. Like you're in the side by side comparison. You're like, oh, fuck. Like that one is for sure a phone call. That other is for sure a microphone. Right. And I think a lot of people, it matters. I think a lot of people won't listen to podcasts if that's a thing they hear. Me personally, I listen to enough podcasts where they do that, that it just doesn't bother me. Like Bill Simmons, you know, I love his podcast. And he has his best friends calling in, you know, on a cell phone and like he gets a million listens like people don't really care, you know, so. Yeah, I've kind of adjusted to whatever audio it's like if you get engaged in the conversation, you kind of block out the quality of it. 
Right. As long as stuff doesn't cut out too bad, I think it's normally all right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, my intro for you before uh, I called you here was uh, you have a podcast called Inside My Mind with CJ Jones, I believe is the name. Yes, sir. And then you perform music, which I said was like some rap rock something. I don't know what you would call it. Uh, also yeah, underneath kinda, the name CJ Jones. I don't, I don't know what to call it also. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it is very cool. If people listen to all of our music episodes, I want to say we played you on music episode 25. Uh, you had a song called Dracula, which was really cool. And then we're going to play you on 27 as well. I haven't listened to that song because I just I like being surprised personally. Um, yeah. So anyway, so you just play those as you're actually recording the episode. Uh, the first time someone sends me something, I listen to it. Like they okay, have to pass just to kind of get a baseline on whether they're even quality enough to throw on the episode. Exactly. So normally yeah. I I will listen to the first time and I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. And then you kind of you won my approval. And then if you send me something else, I'll I'll just play it without even listening. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, it's not. You know, I'm like, oh, that one really wasn't that good. And only one time have we cut a song. Like we were. We introduced it, we played it, and I just looked at my two, you know, Skinny and whoever the other co-host was, and I said, hey, I have yeah. to, uh, we have to cut this. This is really bad. Like, there's no way I can play this. <laughs> yeah. um, and I hate See, that's like what that. I'd be afraid of, like, going the surprise route. Like, you never know what, because I've heard so much music on Twitter. I've made the mistake of trying to curate a couple of Spotify playlists for people, and I'll just take, like, open submissions, like, hey, send me your Spotify links. I'm trying to make a playlist. And it's so surprising how many people just release like the worst quality stuff and they're all hyped up about it. <laughs> right. And I, I try not to hate because I have this long history of, let's see if I can remember my time frame. When I got to college, it was uh, fall of 2006. I tried a freestyle for basically the first time. Me and my little cousin when I was a senior in high school would mess around just me and him, but I wasn't any good. And then yeah. uh, when I got to college, all the foot they put me in the sports dorm for whatever reason. I'm, I didn't play sports in college, but they put me there. And uh, all the football players were always just stealing DSR lines when they were freestyling. So I would just call them out of like, "Yeah, that's a DSR line." They're like, "You don't know about DSR," and I'm like, "Actually, I'm very aware of yeah. DSR. <laughs> like, I know who th- that is." So uh, I kind of started freestyling with them. Eventually, I like made my big debut freestyling. Uh, at this bar in college where I just went for like 30 minutes of nonstop freestyling. And when I got done, there was like 90 people in a circle around me. And I was like, holy shit, because I'm super That's awesome, uh, like shy and introverted. And I don't like that shit at all. Um, but it was awesome. You know, I, I, and then after that, I kind of just freestyled for a couple of years until I finally wrote something down. So it took me a long time to get into making songs. And then when I finally did, I would not invest money. Like I had a $75 USB microphone and I re- recorded yeah you know, four or five mixtapes on that. And they're all on beats of like, you know, have tags there for free nonprofit use. So yeah. I, I lived that life for a long time. So I try not to hate, but now with hindsight and me having, you know, some microphones set up and I make beats and I have like an audio interface, which if someone would have just fucking set me down and explained what an audio interface was and why it was important to record vocals, it would have changed my world. But no, you know, I just happened to come yeah. across it with podcasts uh, so I am more proud of my music now, but for years, you know, I was that shitty, like, oh, check this out. I'm rapping over this little Wayne beat, you know, and it's like, sounds like I recorded on a can 
or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone goes through that stage in their music production where they're like just so excited to get some material out that you sacrifice some of the quality aspects of it. You're like, fuck, dude, I wrote this thing. I want people to hear it. This is awesome. And like I said, sometimes the quality is the last thing you're really looking at. Right, right. I mean, even with this podcast, uh, when I first started, it was called uh, the Pow Wow with Mo podcast because me and my best friend Pow Wow did it before he moved away and abandoned it. Um, so we had to hate him on hate on him for that. But we just had two USB mics plugged in, and I didn't know that a factory setting USB mic they might record at different speeds. So like we had two mics, and we would be sitting across the room for each other. And my mic would be a little faster than his. So like every tenth of a second, it would be off. So I'd like, I manually went in and would like reline it up and it sounded horrible. Uh, but yeah. So like the latency issues and stuff. Right. And it wasn't even yeah. from uh, being over the internet. It was just from uh, two different brands of microphones, you know? So yeah, it's just the processing <laughs> speed of the USB. Right. And so it was like, God that's why I've, it. I've never trusted the USB mics just, Cause like the audio interfaces are set up to prevent stuff like that. And like anything that just plugs straight into the computer, you're kind of at the mercy of the speed of your computer and like just the speed of whatever microphone you decide to pick out. And odds are, if you're going the USB route, it's probably going to be on the cheaper side anyway. So, right. It's just a double risk. Yeah. So anyway, if anyone out there is recording podcast or music, uh, look into this stuff. It's just important. Uh, so I do have a random question for you. I listened to your last two podcasts uh, since I've gotten to know you on, through Twitter because that's how this worked. And what number are you at? Just curious of episode. I, I'm at the, my last one was like number 18. I periodically just shout out the wrong fucking episodes, though. <laughs> so like you'll be listening to episode 16. And I'll be like, all right, guys, welcome to episode 14. And I never catch it until after the fact. But then I'm like. It's not even worth correcting at this point, you know? Right. So it, I think I have dropped 18 was the last one. So, right. And I, just to let my listeners know, I don't have like a, a very big fan base. I don't think unless they're all hidden secret numbers because podcast stats are kind of hard to track. I'm sure you're aware yeah. of this. Uh, everything you read will be like, don't get excited. They're probably all fake. And then somewhere else is like, if this says you have two listens, that really means you have eight. And I'm like, God, what? Yeah, it's like, which one is it, man? <laughs> so it's just really difficult. But I do know some of my listeners don't really listen to other podcasts. Uh, but yours is very much like uh, ours, and at least some of the episodes. Like you have friends call in or there in person, and you all kind of yeah, just shoot yeah. the shit, talk about stuff. Uh, like I said, you're you're a cool musician. You make cool ass music. So I'm sure you talk about that on some others. Uh, the last episode I think I listened to, you had a friend that rapped that was on. So. Anyway, yeah, yeah. If, if people like my normal podcast, they might like yours because it's just people kind of talking shit. And I don't think I mentioned that you were in Springfield, Missouri. Is that correct? That is correct. And so um, I'm in Oklahoma. So, you know, we are neighboring states there. And I have plenty of memories of Springfield, Missouri, in the sense that I used to go to Branson like every year because that's what poor country folk do. And yeah, too. <laughs> we would go up to Springfield and then back down to Branson because I guess that's just the way it had to work. And uh, I always thought that was where The Simpsons was based out of as a little kid until I was like, dude, that's fucking funny. I brought this up on an episode recently. Every fucking there's like so many Springfields throughout the United States. 
I had read an interview somewhere that the guy who created The Simpsons intentionally named the city Springfield just because he knew everyone would assume it was based on their Springfield. Like, there's a Springfield, Illinois, Springfield, Massachusetts. Like, there's just fucking everywhere. It's the most generic city name right. you could think of. And I remember reading that exact same thing. So whenever I learned that, I was like, oh, okay. But, you know, when you're like eight or nine, and that's just where you're going, like, that's the one I've saw. Yeah, from. yeah. That same when I was a little kid, I'm like, that's so fucking cool. Like, there's a cartoon based on this city that's nearby. Right. That would be that would be cool. Um, but given Branson, I'm sure like it's a thing I'm sure actually a lot of people don't know about Branson. So I'm gonna talk about that briefly. Uh, like I said, country folk where I'm from all know about it. It's like a cheap vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a shitty ass amusement park. Uh I'm only saying it's shitty because I grew up two hours from Six Flags over Texas and Dallas. So for me to then turn yeah. around and drive seven hours to Branson for that fucking amusement park always made me mad. But uh, you would also go to like shows, right? So like uh, my family yeah. loved country music. Now, me personally, I was the little black sheep that like, you know, I hated it. But I would go to the shows and every time I'm like, yeah, these people are extremely talented. And, like, there's so much talent in the city of Branson that I bet people just don't even get it. Like, there are little yeah. kids that are just amazing at everything. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's like a little miniature Nashville or, like, miniature, like, redneck Las Vegas in a way. <laughs> yeah. Just so much cool shit going on. But, like, me personally, I live so close to it. And I used to work in Branson. Like, I used to drive a delivery truck down there every day. So I'm just so over it that... It's just kind of lost its appeal to me, but I forget like, oh, fuck, dude, there's some people who've dedicated their lives to like performances of all kinds right? who stay down there and perform. It it crosses my mind more when I'm like, uh, just so happily watching like America's Got Talent or something, you know, and it's like, and this yeah. little nine-year-old performs out of Branson, Missouri, and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I just forget yeah, about yeah. it. Uh, but my grandparents owned a timeshare. In Branson. Oh, yeah. So, like... Of course they did, too. There's timeshares on every corner in that city. Right. So, they had, like, three total weeks at this one condo timeshare place. So, almost every year, you know, they would give a week to my parents or I would go with them. So, that's why I spent so much time in Branson and then just happened to see so many country singers. And they had really good stand-up comedians, too. They're real country. You know, the real blue-collar comedy tour yeah. style. But I remember it always being pretty funny. So... I'm just going to yeah. shout Branson out there for anyone that needs a shout cheap out to Branson, man. <laughs> country Branson trip. Uh, so anyway, your podcast. So how did, why did you start a podcast? I mean, honestly, I've been doing the music thing for like probably five years now on a serious level under the CJ Jones name. And I've been listening to podcasts fucking forever. And I just wanted something to kind of tie those two together and, Maybe if people discovered my podcast, they might realize after the fact that I do music and maybe go check out some music or vice versa. They might like my music and then therefore right. be curious enough to check out the podcast. Either way, it was just like this funneling mechanism to just kind of spread out more distance and reach more people potentially. Right. I mean, that's pretty similar to mine. I started a podcast because... I lost my job and I was bored and I listened to, like you said, I listened to a bunch of fucking podcasts and I was like, oh, I could probably yeah. do that. Uh, and I just did it. And then once I got the equipment, I got back into music cause I had done music uh, when I was in college and then got out of it. And so 
now I'm like way into the music. The music's fun, but the podcast, I'm like, oh, I need to keep this going, right? Because everyone's like, hit your schedules yeah, yeah. and consistent releases. And it's like uh, something that keeps me on track. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, just yeah. kind of excited something like, to do, right? <laughs> keep your schedule. Yeah. Going. And it's something that's like fairly effortless when, like, if you compare it to making music, the amount of effort you have to put into just talking to another person. Or even in my case, sometimes I'll just fly solo on an episode and just kind of ramble on about various topics. And even with that, like the effort required to just talk is so much less than like producing music because you produce your own beats and stuff too. So you record, mix all your own stuff. Like the amount of time and energy that goes into just one single song can be overwhelming. So like when you compare that to podcasts, it's just so much easier to access and you can just... Release them pretty much whenever you want. Right. Well, I will say the only, the negative side, the thing I do enjoy about music more than the podcasting is once everything's laid down and you're on the back end, podcasting is kind of boring. Like for me, because yeah. I listen through the whole thing and I edit and I cut out, you know, little gaps that might have been a little too long and stuff like that. Uh, you might not be able to tell because it's not super professional, but I do... I do spend at least as much time editing as I did recording it. And during that whole time, I'm like... Uh, you know, but whereas when you're like making fine tunes to a beat, at least for me, I can listen to that same beat fucking 28,000 times in a row, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, keep on going. We're going to turn this symbol down just a slight bit. Let's listen, listen to it <laughs> yeah. back. Whereas in- yeah, the obsessive quality of like going over the beats is way much more than with the podcast editing. Right. So that's why I like on my music podcast, I put in background music because it makes it a little less dull. When I'm editing it, I'm like, oh, it's cooler if there's music behind you, uh, which I haven't yeah, put yeah. background music on my normal. Episode. I've thought about it, but then I think I would need to go in and make like 30 minute melody tracks. Right. And just do like for like a whole I wouldn't want the beat to change and I wouldn't want drums. So I was like, I don't know if I'm really ever going to go in and do all that or not. But uh, anyway, small podcasting stuff, but, but you would get it. Now, how did you get into um, your? We mentioned alluded to your style of music. It's like some, I would say your verses lean rapish, uh, but yeah. the the music's probably more like alt rock. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Because like I used to be in bands and stuff. Like I started off being musical by playing guitar, learned like a little bit of piano and keyboard and stuff. And I've always been a fan of rap my whole life, but. Much like you, probably, you're coming from Oklahoma. I was from a small town in Missouri, like a thousand population. So the idea of me doing hip hop music on any serious level was just added to the question for me when I was younger. So like I gravitated more towards like singer songwriter style stuff and like rock music. But then as you get older, if you're trying to like form a band with people, the likelihood of you getting like yourself and four other people in the room at the same time to practice and shit and write songs. It just got so fucking frustrating. Like anytime we'd get the slightest amount of momentum going, like the drummer might miss two practices or the bass player. And like, it just became way more work than it was worth for me on the band thing. So like when I started producing hip hop music, it's like, well, fuck, like I can do the band thing and every instrument is in my hands. Like I can program my own drums. I can program my own bass. Like I can write my own guitar tracks for like rhythm and lead. So it's almost like I'm a one man band just assembling the shit in a digital platform. Then I could write over it that way. And just as I got older also, I just kind of stopped giving a fuck what people thought. 
and I wasn't as insecure as I might have been when I was younger to actually like take rapping a little more seriously and just go for it. Right. Yeah. And I, I always find it interesting because like you have a pretty good uh, musical background. You know, I came into making beats just because I like to rap and then I rapped for years and no producers really. I mean, a couple producers would throw me a beat here or there. Uh, yeah. But not many. Right. So then whenever I started my podcast uh, and I was changing it to a podcast with Mo, I wanted to make my own uh, intro. So like the intro is the first thing I ever made original. That's like mine. That is on this podcast. Oh, that's awesome. So, and that was the reason I, I made beats. And then I was like, this is fucking awesome. And then I've spent the last 13 months, like really, really getting into it. And I do feel like I'm better than 13 months worth of work. Good. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah, I've really been doing well, but I don't know shit. Like I don't know music theory. I don't know a lot of things, but I'm always learning. And I've never had a moment of like, well, fuck this. Like, it's always been like, oh, I'll just keep fucking her. Like it. To me, making beats is my new video game because I love video games, right? And I haven't really been into them this last year as much. And it's because I spend almost most of my time just like, well, I'll just fuck around and make some beats, you know? Like, uh, I won a free loot pack last week uh, through this uh, producer on Twitter. And I've never really messed with loot packs because I feel like it's cheating. But he was like, dude, make whatever you want. Just send it to me and so I can check it out. Super fun. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. But that's not something like I like how it's uh, you can do a lot of shit with the music and it is just entertaining. Like not a lot of people's hobbies are as entertaining, I don't think, as making beats. Oh, for sure. And like even if you're not making profit off of it, it's just fucking fun. Like it's a good time kill and it's like a productive way to kill time rather than like binging some Netflix show for two and a half hours. Like, if you spend two and a half hours making beats, you actually could profit from that at some point in time. Right. Now, for me lately, I would say, uh, because, you know, my wife was, we used to love watching Netflix shows. We still do. And she reads a lot. But there are times she's like, all right, we need to watch this new show. And I'm like, ah, shit, let me save this. You know, so uh, that happens. But if sometimes you can burn out in a day. Like, uh, I don't think I brought this up. I know I haven't. So I'm going to bring it now. In the last two days, my computer crashed. And got wiped out and I had to rebuild my whole computer and redo everything just so we could get this back up and us record a podcast. And last week I, before that happened, I uploaded my album and I uploaded all my beats for the rest of the year to my beat store. And so I at least had everything up. So it was a perfect time for me to lose everything. If that was going to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. But it was still so annoying. I spent my whole Saturday just messing with computer stuff. Right. And then I try to make, and I made one beat when I got done just to be like, no, I did all this shit. Now I got to make a beat. And I thought it was so good. You know, and I'm like, yes, fucking victory. But then I had to like go play video games or do something else. Like I can't look at this computer one more second today. Yeah, yeah. And I get like that on if uh, like I put a lot of goals on myself. Uh, I, I don't think I'm necessarily more talented than other uh, artists or producers. But I do think I know how to say like, fuck it, that's done. I'm I'm done thinking about it like i can't do anything else anyway like i'm only so good so there's only so much i can do and i'm pretty good at being like all right beats done here it is where i have plenty of producer friends i talk to who send me beats that are way better than mine but they never put anything out and i'm like what's going on guys just put out the music y'all make such cool shit so uh it's different ideas for a lot of people. And then another random thing, just because that's how this works. I saw on Twitter today, someone make this big post 
and I think it's someone I've played on the music podcast uh, about how they're tired of producers always wanting to be about money and they're not for the love of music and they're a rapper. And I'm like, well, that's really convenient as a rapper to think that when you haven't spent however long learning how to do this. Like, yeah. So see that shit annoys the hell out of me because I've noticed a ton of rappers just refuse to spend any money and they'll make you feel shitty. Like you're being greedy by for asking for money, but like without the production, they don't have a song without the beat behind them. Like, are you just going to drop an acapella record? It's like either learn to make a beat or pay something. Right. And for it's like uh, my beat stars page, all of my beats, it is $20 for a basic lease, which is nothing. Now, and something yeah. rappers all have to do, but they don't, is when they upload that shit to Spotify, they're supposed to give me 50%. Because even yeah. when you buy a lease, that doesn't matter. You still have to do that. You Like, the producer still owns the beat. So that's... Yeah. And so I, a lot of times the producers are putting that $20 because you're probably not going to do what you're supposed to when you uploaded the beat. So, like, that's a little insurance money yeah. for them. You know, and it shows you're serious enough that if you're going to pay that, you're probably going to at least try to make a song with it. Uh, and if it's me, I'm going to promote someone's song who uses my beat. I'm going to be like all over yeah, Twitter, sure. like, fuck yeah, listen to this dude on my song. So uh, I don't know. I just think and I got, I know this is hateful because, again, people on my music podcast do it. I get so tired of hearing Cash Money AP beats. He's a really good producer. But when like 50 people buy that same beat or beats that sound really similar, and then every time you just hear the cash money AP tag, um, yeah, I, I find it annoying. And I think I didn't even start thinking about it until I saw an interview with him. And he said he does it so that up and coming rappers will have good beats to use. And I'm like, well, no, that's not why you're you're doing it. So other producers can't get any shine because rappers are just using your beats. Yeah. I don't know. See, I had a similar issue in my hometown, but it was Kato on the track. Oh, yeah. Like, so many dudes are using the Kato on the track beats. I'll be at a live show and see in two separate artist sets, like, in the intro, like, Kato on the track. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, a guy 30 minutes ago just had this same beat. You can't do this. Right. It's just strange. Now, I used to, again, I used to get all kinds of uh, beats from SoundClick. And I'd rap on them. I'm sure other people made songs to those beats as well, but I never heard them, you know? Um, yeah. I just think it's because there's like super producers that have become internet producers. Like the internet is the yeah. super producer now. So like you don't have 10 rappers on a Timberland beat. You know, Timberland goes in yeah. and fucking makes a beat with Joyner Lucas or whoever, and they make their song. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it it is strange. But again, I'm just probably jealous because I would love to sell these beats to these people. Yeah. See, and that's what I wish I could do. Like, besides my own music, honestly, I like making beats for my own songs because anytime I make something that I'm really proud of, I'm like, fuck, dude, why would I give this away when I could write something to this? <laughs> so I'm kind of greedy in that respect. Dude, that is my but life, like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if I were to sell them, what I would much rather do is just make one beat for one artist and, like, actually construct the song around whatever they come up with and like hand make the beat as they write, you know? Right. Like, all right, send me your verse and then me fill in the blanks with the beat to make it all cohesive and match. But nobody wants to do that. Everyone just wants like, no, I just want the beat. I'll write to it. Then we're done here. Right. And see, I have mixed feelings. Uh, 
internet a friend of mine, Strong Maurice, he's a EDM a producer out of Australia. I send him my acapellas and stuff all the time, and I want him to make a beat around that. We released a song called Always Too High, where I kind of did that. Um, I, I made a beat that was like, uh, at least on some of them, I've made beats, others. He has made beats that are like more simple. And then whenever, yeah. and then I'll I'll rap over it, send him the acapellas, and then he'll add more elements to it. And he makes it like crazy and EDM and shit. But he like, I rap on it when it's like more of a skeleton of a beat because it's kind of easier yeah. that way. Um, and I think that shit's fun as fuck. Like, I love doing that. Um, for me, I don't need a beat to be made specifically for stuff I write. But also, lately, I haven't sit down and just wrote anything like an idea, right? Like something I have to write. Like I enjoy, uh, like my album I have coming out. I wanted to be the last person to write a verse on every song. Like I wanted to be the last piece, you know, so I could just kind of, this fits it in. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a different thing. Also, I, I, I love just sitting and making beats. Like I think it's super fun just to be like, and that's another one. And then here's another one. And it's so hard yeah. to do that with rapping. Like for me, I can't sit there and write verses. I, maybe when I was younger, Same. I could. And anytime, Anytime I try to do that, I just get so, I just lose the passion for it so quickly. Right. Like if I force myself to write a verse, odds are it's going to be shit. I just won't like it when it's finished. So like I'm either inspired or I'm not inspired. And I've just kind of learned to accept that. Right. I'm I'm the exact same way. Um, and now with you playing guitar, um, I will say if you ever want to sell beats, because the way I kind of got into my Beat Stars store um, is a f- guy I had on this podcast, uh, Oklahoma Hitmaker or 808 King or whatever his moniker is these days, uh, but his name is Tavon. He came on, uh, me and him did a beat collab about a year ago. He's, you know, is signed up on Beat Stars and you can get a free account where you can put up to 10 beats. Um, and then they just take yeah. like 10% of your m- money or whatever if you sell something. So I did that. And since he had a premium account, any collabs he uploads, you know, doesn't count against my 10. So, he did that. And so I've been offering to do that to anyone else. Like if anyone wants to send me a guitar loop or whatever, I'll give you 50%. Because I just like fucking with guitar loops. Like I made a country rap beat uh recently that I'm it's like the one thing like we just talked about trying to force it. I'm trying not to force writing anything to it because I love the beat so much when I listen to it. I'm like, I really think this one could be awesome, but I don't want to force yeah. I just don't want to force it. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, one of my biggest. See, that's picks. how I've ended up. Like, like I said, anytime I force something out, I'm usually not happy with it. So it's like, fuck, I'll just sit on. I've sat on stuff for like six months before I'm finally inspired to actually write anything to it. Yeah, I have a folder because uh, you said, you know, how you want to keep beats. Um, I do. I, I totally keep beats. I have a folder right now with probably about <laughs> 16 beats that are the, the, the for me folder. And if there's just something I'm like, no, I just like this beat too much. I'm just keeping it. And then I put it in that folder yeah. and that's what happens. Um, but I, I think that's just how you got to be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah. Like uh, some things you just hear and you're like, yeah, that's, that's the shit. Yeah. See, I feel like that's one of those struggles with being like a producer and an artist is like, all right, which one of these beats do I want to sell? Which one of these beats do I want to hoard for myself? I can never just find a balance with that, which is why I haven't fucking sold any beats probably because like all the good ones I keep for myself. And, but it's like, fuck dude, I just love creating my own songs so much that I can live without the profit I would make from those beats. And 
It's just kind of this weird balancing act. Right. And right now, I'm not making too much of a choice. I don't sell many beats. You know, I haven't, that hasn't taken off the way I need it to. Um, so yeah. it's not like I'm losing a lot of money. Now, one of the songs, two of the songs on my album coming up were on my beat store at one point in time, in which no one bought it. And then I took down because I'm using them. So if anyone. I did that same trick. Yeah, like uh, I have a song called Big O Round Titties, which I've been I was begging rappers to do verses for Like I was giving it away free. I was even charging and I was like, please, I want to make this into a song. And like two people acted halfway interested. And I was just like, well, I guess I'll be the third person on this song and we'll I'll just do it, you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> but it it's it's an odd thing. You know, it's like uh I, I have a lot of rappers, like at least lately, and this is the only thing that makes me feel good, is they'll hit me up and be like, hey, I think your beats are really cool. If I had the money, I'd buy them. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, I do appreciate that. Yeah. I love any feedback like that. Uh, but just let me know when you buy them, because that'd be so fucking cool. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm paying, and the only reason is I'm paying money for my beat store, you know? And so whenever you're an old married person, you have to, uh, you know, tell your wife, like, hey, but look, if as long as I sell one beat a month, it pays for it, then we'll be good. So I need to at least sell one beat a month. That's what that's my goal in life. Yeah, yeah. That's my goal. That's the quota just to break even. That's good. You're right. And that's that's how I did it when I sold a little pot in college. It's how I do it when I'm selling beats now. So All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. Um. All right, we covered. I think your podcast. Um. Inside my mind with CJ Jones. Uh, I'm sure I'll write it in the description of this podcast, you know, episode. And then a little bit about your music. Um, at the end of this episode, which song do you want me to play? Because I'll play one of yours. And you can send me a new one if you want to. I don't I mean any song you would like. Yeah, fuck pressures on. Actually, I got a brand new one I'll send you. Just finished it. Super powerful song. It was actually with my homie that I had on my last episode of my podcast. You heard. Yeah, he was dope. Hyperactive RM. So yeah, me and him just finished the song. I just got his verse like Friday evening and mixed it over the weekend. Pretty happy with the way it turned out. So that song is called Young Man. So all of you guys listening right now, you guys will hear Young Man at the end of this episode. Awesome. Um, and I stole that from you because you did that to him, I believe. You're like, what song do you want on this episode, on his episode? Yeah, yeah. Now, that was fucking cool because... For the listener, it kind of sucks. The magic is kind of taken away from the listener because they heard that part in the intro where I kind of chopped it up. But for me and him, we were just like live in real time. Like, all right, what song did they hear during the intro? And we had both been drinking. So he's like, oh, uh, fuck, fuck. His girlfriend was here. So he's like, what song should I put on? What song should I put on? And I think that turned out into a cool little moment. Like, I just love shit like that. Just the spontaneous type stuff. And it kind of went in with the conversation him and I were having. Right. I mean, to me, my favorite parts of the podcast are uh, when you say something you didn't quite, when you can catch the other people by surprise, I think, at the table there. So yeah, um, I really like on one of the music episodes, for whatever reason, I talked about how I'd be really bad at sucking dick because I have a horrible gag reflex, and it really caught Skinny <laughs> by surprise. So I remember that one very vividly. It was like, oh, that was pretty funny. 
Um, it's fucking awesome. I heard several little tidbits from some of your podcasts where, like, I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. Especially with you and, like, Snappy, some of the shit you guys go back and forth on. I'm just dying. I'm in my work truck just driving around town laughing at fucking stoplights like a psycho. Yeah, I, I enjoy mine and Snappy's. Uh, sometimes I enjoy them because I'll make a joke that he doesn't hear, and he'll hear it, like, you know, like a moment later, he'll catch him. And like, those are always my favorite. So if I can ever slip those in, like I do a lot of yeah, like, yeah. I'm saying something to the audience, but he might not hear it. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's not always possible, but when you can pull it off, it's like, yes, fucking did it. Those little magic moments. Got him. Right. Um, trying to think of anything else you need to bring up here. I-, I know you said when you did listen, you agreed with my take on these given kids hormones. Fucking crazy asses. I think that was a lot. For- yeah, dude, God damn it, dude. What the fuck is wrong with the world, bro? I have no idea. Like I'm all for, I'm all for adults doing their thing, but like no six year old legitimately believes that they're a different sex. And if they do just fucking let them wear a dress or something like don't inject them with shit. Don't, neuter them like what the fuck well, are we doing man and honestly i think what it is is it upsets me because i do i think i identify more liberal you know um especially for the part of the country we live in you know i do feel yeah, liberal same. most of the time and it was like you know a few years ago when we were like hey let your son wear a dress if that's what he wants to do and then conservatives will be like you give them an inch they're gonna take a foot and that's exactly what happened the liberals yeah. got an inch and they took a foot and now they're like Oh, you're not going to give hormones to your six year old boy who wants to be a girl? Then that's child abuse. And you're like, what? What the fuck are yeah, you doing? Like, to me, it's just the fact that we we just had the talk of like letting them at least play with dolls. And, and you know, it doesn't matter. Gender is not important. But now all of a sudden, gender is important again. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God, I don't. It just drives me it's nuts. It's just getting, it's getting to the point where like there's no such thing as being left enough. Like, because I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I tend to be a lot more liberal minded on a lot of issues, but there's no such thing as being left enough. Like, cause there's always someone on the fucking extremist side of things that has these strange ass ideas that most logical people wouldn't agree with. Right. Well, and I think people in general on both sides, my, my big idea, I'm trying to wrap my head around. I've gotten a little less political in the last couple of years is everyone just takes their own, their own life, right. Or their own experiences. And they'll hear it be like, you know, this guy did this, this, and this to this girl. And then they all of a sudden are like, if I was that guy or if I was that girl, you know, and it's like, well, yeah. but you're not like this. is These are separate exactly. people and it's a different scenario and every scenario should be looked at differently. But dude, that shit reminds me like the same people who come out on like news articles. Anytime a national tragedy happens, like say there's a shooting in a mall, you always have that one guy on the comment thread like, oh, well, if I was fucking there, I would have uppercutted that guy and taken his gun. Right. It's like, N- would you have though, dude? Like, what the fuck reality do you live in? Right. It's kind of like uh, The Office is my like, my favorite thing. I just fucking love The Office. And the other night I was watching it and Kevin has this part where uh, it's when... Trying to remember, Pam just becomes single, and then Kevin is talking to someone, and he goes, "If I was single, I would totally hit that," and I just fucking die laughing, right? And I don't think a lot of people would find <laughs> that joke super funny, but it's just this idea. And we grew up with it, I guess, more of like, you know, every guy, no matter what they look like, or like in their mind, if they're single and that girl's single, 
it would happen. Yeah, you know, it doesn't over. matter what the girl says. Like, you know how many times I got shut out when I was single, but like, yeah, if I was now, it would work. <laughs> right. That's fucking funny. That is that's like a common belief amongst most men, I think. Right. And there is some like sexism to it of like well, it doesn't matter what she thinks or what she's into because yeah. trust me, if I was single, <laughs> this would be yeah. happening. And so like, I just fucking die laughing at that joke and I keep thinking about it. And I'm like, it's that, it's just sort of that attitude as well. Like everyone would just do the best thing no matter what. And if it was them with the gun, like I saw someone the other day or maybe it was today actually. And I hate getting into the gun topic, but they said, you know, um, to quit taking away vapes and quit taking away guns, let people, make their own decisions. And I agree with the vape thing, but if someone shoots someone with a gun, that has yeah. nothing to do with their decision if they got shot by someone else's gun. Like the arguments sometimes you see or I'm like, I don't know, guys. <laughs> I think we're Yeah, dude. Well that's like recently, I don't know, you're close enough to Springfield that this news story might have circulated to you. A couple of months ago, a guy here in Springfield brought a fucking assault rifle into a Walmart just to simply display his yeah, I did rights. see that. Did see that? That fucking Walmart dude was right next to my house. I walk to that Walmart frequently with my four year old son. It's like a block away, so like <clears throat> that shit kind of hit home for me. And people were defending this guy left and right, and I'm like, guys, like, are is people in the store not allowed to be afraid? Like a shooting happened two fucking days ago, and this guy comes in with a rifle. Like people have every right to at least be terrified. I'm not even going to voice my opinion on the gun thing. Like, that's not even part of the topic. But, like, are people not allowed to be scared that this fucking guy's in there with this rifle just flexing on everyone? Yeah, Oklahoma recently passed something where you can just carry, like, any gun anywhere. I don't know. People will know more of the yeah, details. Yeah, open carry. Me. That's the same thing we've got going on. And like, that shit is insane to me. Yeah, and someone's getting uh, a really – like, a felony charges because they went into a Twin Peaks with a – AR-15 or something on the first day that law went, but they failed to uh, some other laws they broke, so they're still getting in trouble. But it's been a, a story around here. Um, I think, but honestly, I kind of think millennials, uh, you know, which I am one, and I believe you are as well, are to blame because it's like, like I was a little shit to my parents, right? And I'm sure other kids were where we were yeah. just smart asses, and it was like, yeah. And if anyone ten or twenty years older than me wants to argue now, I just have this like snappy way of responding i can't help it and it's like yeah very against authority <laughs> and they're doing it back they're like oh okay well how about i just take this gun and like <laughs> they're doing what we always did with words and smart aleckness but they're doing yeah, yeah. it with the shit they like and so they're kind of giving us younger millennials or older millennials whatever the fuck 30 to or late 20s millennials would be they're kind of giving us a taste for our own medicine but it's it's dumb. It doesn't make sense. But I do think it's funny. Yeah. Shit is ass backwards, dude. Fuck it. Every time I turn on the news or like read some news article, like I just can't wrap my mind around most of it. Yeah, I I just really don't even think about it. I work with two guys who are super conservative. Um, you know, the last political thing they asked me about, uh, and I guess this has changed since the last podcast I recorded, they asked me about the impeachment thing, what I thought, and I said, honestly, you know, I'm not into the news like I used to be, but from what I can tell, no one has proof of anything yet. So I guess uh waste of money makes sense for, you know, cause that's what those guys would be preaching. And I was like, from yeah. what I've seen, yeah, I don't, I don't think anything's happened. I go, but again, an impeachment hearing um, is something that's happened with the other party. I don't, 
I just also hate how defensive Trump is. <laughs> it's like it's just so strange, right? But I was like, yeah. But from what I've seen, and then they they at least uh, are like, well, yeah, that's what we think too. You know, they don't give me shit about it. They at least understand. I'll call it like I see it. But a lot of people yeah. won't. A lot of people, even right now on my Facebook timeline, are talking about how something someone said proves that Trump is going to be impeached. And I'm like, I don't think so. But I again, it's just yeah, like nothing proves anything here. <laughs> what have fucking happened? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? People are such extremists. And honestly, a lot of it is a lot of these people are smarter than me, or at least they're more informed on this stuff than me. So I'm like, I guess you're yeah. right. But I don't know, and both people on both sides think they're right, and I just don't know who's right. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, I don't well, know. It's like I've just met too many people in my life who just are not super intelligent, and I know that those people are fucking lurking around online. So it's like anytime I read a comment thread from somebody, it's like, how serious can I possibly take this? Because if I met them in person. I might really question their intelligence, but I'm going to read this comment they made and like inform my decision on it. I just, I try to just stay out of most of it. Like it doesn't necessarily affect my day-to-day activities in life. You know, my taxes might go slightly up, slightly down, but my overall general happiness level in life, it's like the next president isn't going to give me a promotion at work. The next president isn't, you know what I mean? So it's like, People just get too invested in this shit, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, like 19 or 18 when Obama won his first. Like, Obama was the first person I voted for. Um, I was all about his hope and change message. It seemed like he could do some shit. I learned very quickly. Uh, they, the president doesn't do shit. The president doesn't do anything. They just talk a lot, and then yeah. Congress does shit. And then so when Trump won, I, I'm pretty sure I had this podcast that time, or at least right after, and I was like, it doesn't matter because the president doesn't do anything. It's all Congress, and it's yeah. just how it is. I've given up. I'm jaded well, towards like, the presidential uh, position. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's all bullshit. Uh, it's all bullshit. Like, if you've watched the movie The Hunger Games, after watching that movie, I find it really hard to take any politics seriously because it's like, this is the type of shit that's going on in real life. Like, this is all just some smoke and mirrors fucking puppet show game that we're all watching and thinking we have a say in it. It's like, just kick back, relax, just fucking live life. I hate to admit it, but what got my brain really thinking was Alex Jones had this uh, movie called The Obama Deception that I watched in college. And now I know Alex Jones is a crazy person, but everything that he said in that... (laughs) document it made sense right with the Bilderberg commission and the trilateral group and they choose who the presidents are and they were yeah you know posted up outside this hotel that in the middle of the night obama got limoed in and hillary got limoed in and that was the day before they chose obama over hillary like they just do all this stuff where i'm like oh yeah this shit's all behind the scene like it's all decided somewhere else and yeah. it doesn't fucking matter well it sucks because like <laughs> As crazy as people think Alex Jones is, and as easy it is to discredit him if you're like an Alex Jones hater, he is legitimately right about a ton of stuff and proven to be right about a ton of stuff. So like, you can't just discredit him just because you disagree with some of his extremist approaches to things. But he just doesn't do himself any favors on like getting credibility because he pops off with the most wild shit that comes into his mind. And it's like, dude... right. You you make so many good points, but then you just stick your foot in your mouth like you're fucking killing me, dude. He's kind of like an NBA player that takes like 33 pointers a game, but makes three of them. And you're like, yeah, but he makes three. And they're like, yeah, but he took 30. He's yeah, like, but yeah. three of them he made. Like, 
Some things that Alex exactly. Jones says, I think, is legit. Just there's a, a lot of other shit he says. It's crazy. Um, and I really enjoy when he goes on Joe Rogan. If anyone else hasn't checked out those. Yeah. Um, I just. His multiple appearances, they get better each time, I feel right. like. Right. I think Joe Rogan has a way of being like, well, hold on. Let me ask you about this specific thing. And it makes it easier to digest yeah. and more more fun. Kind of like Ben Shapiro. I enjoy Ben Shapiro when he goes on Joe Rogan. So I try to listen to Ben Shapiro's podcast. Um, yeah. And on his podcast, I know if he has someone on who agrees with him, I can't stand it. But if he has someone on that's like yeah. opposite, like Larry Wilmore was on one episode and it was great. Like he was amazing with someone he d- disagrees with. He was respectful and have conversation. But when he has someone he agrees with, he just like runs rampant, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, podcasts are, are strange. Um, but I mean, I think I took up quite a bit of your time. Um, again, I'm going to put a link or at least the name of your uh, podcast in my description here. So people should go check you out. Uh, maybe someday I'll call into your podcast before my album drops to tell everyone to listen to that shit. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I'll have you on for sure. Um, and then again, of course, you're more than welcome to call in, in the future. Um, you know, this was more of an introduction to you. You know, in your shit, but uh, in the future, if you ever want to do a top five list, I'm all about doing some top five lists um, or just discussing, you know, any current events or ideas. You know, this podcast has no yeah, rules. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm for sure down, dude. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, We've been talking about this for several weeks now, and finally, and even even though we did accomplish it tonight, it seemed like it was just barely. Yeah. Scheduling is always a nightmare. You're married. I'm married. Fucking... Life waits for no one. Right. And people, uh, I, I try not to, I don't want to be woe is me about it, but, you know, I have a job where I work a full-time job and then, you know, I do all the podcasting that I do and then also make the beats and the rap. Like, I keep myself yeah. busy because if not, I think I would, my depression would be out of control. So I just, you know, don't have yeah. to think about it if I'm making stuff and, that's kind of how it is. But yes, there are times when shit gets so busy and hectic and you think to yourself, like, why am I stressing over a podcast yeah. that no one even gives a fuck about? Uh, yeah. So it is what it is. But yeah, I appreciate you being on. Uh, got to get more of these Twitter fan. Like I recently just got into Twitter because I haven't been using it much, but Instagram's dying and you're one of the people I became friendly with. Um, the Minx show means I'm going to have to get her on yeah. someday maybe as well. But you know, she might be too professional for this get up. We'll see. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all right, man. Peace. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you. We turn now to a nationwide tragedy suicide. A report from the Centers for Disease Control says it is growing rapidly. Young man, tell me about your problems. 
Tell me about my mistakes that you made in your young life. Maybe we can solve them. Cause I've been right where you sit right now. When I promise that life can get harder. But don't close those eyes, it'll pass you by. This pain is making you smarter. Look, gotta get back up when you fall down. Look me in the eyes, stand tall now. Know the way to the world feels cold on your soul. If you want some help, just call out. Cause I've been down. Same road that you're on now. And I know those voices get loud. And you're way down and you may drown. But just wait now, cause it's not for long. Stay proud and keep moving on. Life is a game of chess. If you wanna wear the crown, then you gotta leave the pawns. The past is gone. Look ahead to this new dawn. Please stay strong till the pain's gone. You can break the chains if you hang on. Cause I know suicide ain't the way that you should go. So many people on your side that would hate to see you go. Heaven knows you should step back from the ledge and gain control. This life is beautiful. There's a room to grow. Yeah, there's so much room to grow. So much room to grow. Yeah, there's so much room to grow. This life is beautiful. There's so much room to grow. Yeah, so much room to grow. Say it, don't let go, but I don't really know what to think. I don't even know if I should let it go another day. I've been losing hope. Should I stay or go anyway? I'm losing my mind today. Should I throw it away? Say it, don't let go, but I don't really know what to think. I don't even know if I should let it go another day. I've been losing hope. Should I stay or go? Look, man, yo, I get where you coming from. Try to see the bright side and all that, but I live more life than most people at 21. Sure, ain't trying to get sentimental, but the cost of my principal did my damage to my mental health. Didn't really help. Now I ain't saying it's a system, but if you cared about the kids, you wouldn't slam yourself. I'm on a jail that my dad built. Don't shit, don't get me now, but there was once to kill me. I just get a little scared of how the future will be, and I'm cool for the minute, but it won't conceal me. Super sudden feels like the tone that you built. The youth almost killed me, but maybe still can't get away from the voice selling my ear, saying, Do we get it over with the end is near? You never grow into the shoes that you should have filled. And I know it ain't right, but that makes it worse. The world from further like it's wrong to hurt Stay inside my mind But shit kinda works Medication doesn't help So I think about the hurts I don't want it But I don't wanna keep faking So dumb But the notions just change I'm stuck in the rotation I can't break Need something to save me For the darkest days They said tomorrow's a new day But I don't sleep at night They told me things will be okay They told me see the light You ain't eating right Too much nicotine Ain't breathing right I just need some peace of some release at night Should I stay or go anywhere?